Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 123. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Caitlin. Hello. And we are back. It hasn't been a while. Or yeah, it? took two weeks off. Summer's been busy. But also, we had a guest on our most recent episode before this, so mm-hmm. we're like off our normal routine. I think it got kind of crazy for uh, like right before Labor Day. Yeah, well, I mean, August is always the toughest month. We should just <laughs> we should just schedule ourselves a break in August because it's so cray cray that time of year. It's usually the hardest month in the northern hemisphere for whale watching. As far as like just you're really busy, you know. Yeah, everybody's trying to travel, or it seems like we're getting our last bit of travelers before everybody settles back into normal. Work yeah, and school and stuff. Yeah, it's the last couple of weeks of vacation before the American kids go back to school. So busy 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 um yeah but thanks for listening anyway um and we appreciate you sticking with us and hopefully you got out to see some whales this summer um and also thank you to everyone that supports the show whether it's by going on trips or supporting us on patreon or telling people about it whatever it is um, we really appreciate it and if you want to keep up with us you can always follow along on social media or on our website it's uh the website is thewhalenerds.com and then on facebook and instagram it's at whale nerds and you can find us on there and then uh video versions of all of the episodes from 100 onward are available on youtube they're all available on youtube but the first hundred are audio only so um they have like just a still frame and then the audio plays so what I said, but they're there. They are there. So if you like listening to things on YouTube instead, you can. So it's been like a month since we've talked about sightings. I know. It could take this could be like a seven hour podcast <laughs> if you were to go into dive into each individual day. Dude, I should have been taking notes. I didn't realize we were gonna be this well, long between you know, reports. <laughs> uh can you just tell me the last thing we said about our reports? No, because we had a guest, uh, so we didn't even talk about him. Yeah, so the last time we talked about sightings was the the trip where Orion breached. Oh, in front of your boat. His, yeah, no, and he had his thing oh. hanging out. Oh, it's who, been a while. Oh no, Orion didn't breach in front of your boat. That was um. That 50B. was B. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we haven't talked yes. about that though. No. All right. Well, let's let's just start with the killer whales because I feel like it was like we had like a lull with the humpbacks, right? It was kind of like yeah. They were just like some around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's like a casual 12. And then, <laughs> and then, um, and then those killer whales showed up. Was it like three days in a row? Uh, or it was like a break. It was like or three something. days in one week, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Two days in a row, and then they were gone, and then they came back or something like that. So that, that morning or that day in particular, I went out of the harbor and, um, one of the bigger boats had found the killer whales at 8 a.m., like right off the bat. And so when I got out there, they were staying down for like, I got to them and they were staying down. I want to say like seven minutes, I think. And then they they weren't going far. They were just kind of like zigzagging back and forth right in front of the harbor. And so they ended up popping up next to me. I got like a couple looks and then I was like, you know what? They're way inside the bay. I'm going to go out and explore and see what else I can find. And I and I think I made it to the corner and I ended up finding like, no, no, no. I found a trio of, of humpbacks and it was, uh, who was there? Uh, Inverse. Mm-hmm. 
and they one of them flew out of the water and none of us got none of us got a picture <laughs> of it but it was like a really good full out breach um and then i left them found a couple more humpbacks but then you guys came out and saw them for a little bit and also left right yes yeah and we all came back and that's when the party started yes and tell yeah. them from your perspective because you had like i mean like i saw it happen but you saw it happen yeah, that was like, I think the third encounter we'd had with the 51 A's and 50 B um, within like a seven to 10 day period. And so when we first got on them, they were just like, they zigzagged a little bit. Then they started traveling the south edge of the canyon. So we left and went out and looked at humpbacks with you. And then, well, out in the same area you were in, I don't think we ever actually shared whales, but um right as we left they killed something and it was like oh well oh well it's fine you know because there's a bunch of boats there so we're like no we've had our turn we got really good looks at them with no one else there we'll go and come back and then on our way back in a bunch of boats were starting to leave so we decided to go take another look at the killer whales because they'd been feeding i think they had made two kills while we were gone and after they hunt something they do like to celebrate a little bit and so 50b got like really hyped for a second he did like three big breaches with his back towards the boat getting closer and closer and yeah. closer like and the first one i don't think anyone was ready for maybe a few people got photos and then the second one everybody had their cameras up and got it and then the third one i set my camera down really quickly and turned on the video on my phone and he breached so close coming towards us that splashed the side of the boat like it didn't get the people on deck, but uh, the water hit the hull. I was so jealous. Well, I actually got like looking back at my photos, I actually really did get a good photo of the breach um, with the bow and just like I could crop it without the boat too. So I could have both if I wanted to. Um, but he did turn like in the breach, he ended up turning. So I did get like that side view. Yeah. Uh, but from like the first, like the first one and the second one, it, actually all three of them happened so close together. Yeah. It's like, he just like was in the air and when he landed he just like instantly was in position again it was the weirdest thing yeah he like I, had no downtime yeah i think he, he like just like back flopped and then, and then like swam upside like down and then pivoted did it yeah like got his tail underneath him again and kicked again and came up like three times in a yeah. row it was kind of like i would say i to me it looked like he was like tail walking almost like, yeah like, like when he came up because like, yeah you know what i mean like yeah, I think backwards. he just stayed on his back underwater yeah. the whole time and just kicked again. Yeah, so that was cool. Gave us three awesome breaches. They were super, yeah. uh, right before you got there, they were super, like, spy hoppy and, like, uh, they were just super, I don't know, looked like they were celebratory. Like, the like, I think Aurora and one of the younger ones was, like, rolling on top of each other, and then it was just a big pile of killer whales and they were it was nice because they weren't staying down long and they were just kind of chilling between all of us and everybody was able to get good looks yeah and then did was that the night we ended up going out again no uh yes yes yeah it was huh yeah wait so it, it did open up for like sunset almost right yeah because you came out on the afternoon on the high spirits oh yeah i went and back out we, with you guys then we you and i went again on your boat yeah, that was pretty fun because we went, I remember it was, we, so 
they were being kind of bad, right? And then when we found them on my boat, they were just kind of like, yeah, they, they were, were heading zigzagging. straight out too. Yeah, they were zigzagging, doing like inconsistent dives. And the- then we got them tracked like. Yeah, then they got in a routine and started traveling and we were able to like time them and keep the heading, you know, lined yeah. up with them. That was fun. And then the light was really pretty right before we decided to turn around and come back in. It had like nice rays of yellow light because it was the end of the day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then I feel like it was like the next day we started getting some humpbacks coming in, right? Yeah. It was like kind of like, oh, thankfully there was uh, one of those days with the killer whales. We were like, thankfully there was killer whales because there was like not very many humpbacks. Yeah. There was one one day where we didn't see any humpbacks at all. Just just saw the killer whales. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then the humpbacks started coming in um kind of back along that between like 41 and 56 and then anywhere from like 52 to 54 right like on anywhere on the south side. yeah south side of the canyon for a while spread out to the corner and then there started to be more whales on the north side as the weeks went on which is good because like if we <laughs> if we would have recorded right after that episode with katarina oddly we would have been like, there's no whales. Yeah. Summer's already over. Like we were, I was getting a little worried. I was like, it's the middle of August and we didn't see any humpback whales. One of the days looking, looking back at last summer though, cause I, I go through my footage to make posts a lot and I, September really did have a lot of good lunch feeding days. So uh, yeah. I feel like September really is when we started getting consistent lunching, but really our first lunch feeding last summer started July 25th, I think. And so I don't know. Yeah. The summer is definitely really weird. Yeah. Um, but you know what? One of the days they all piled up right near the edge, the south side. And Kate was like, I bet you ne- tomorrow they're going to end up in the canyon and then they're going to be everywhere. And that's exactly what happened. We started mm-hmm. having whales all over the canyon. And I went because I went to that spot they were the day before and there were no whales there. So I kept going out, ended up at the corner, ran into a trio. And what was really cool about this trio is they were like traveling into the glare and all of a sudden they went down and then I could see like all these ripples in the water. And I was like, they're going to lunge. And like, sure enough, they lunge fed. And I was like, I, I, I hate when I tell myself they're going to do something and I don't follow my own direction. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't own my camera up or anything. I ended up pulling my camera up and getting a photo, but it's like, cause you know, you say it hoping that happens, you know, yeah. you, you, you think, you know, but sometimes they just go over or like under a school too. And they keep going. Yeah. Um, but now perfect little triple lunge. I ended up leaving them. And that's when Kate gave me the call and said, well, you're like a mile short of where they had like 25 humpbacks. Uh, the Santa Cruz boats had like 25 humpbacks and I get out there and everything goes, it goes from like one whale to like, Oh my God, I have 20 whales here. (laughs) Um, and then there's thousands of sea lions. And next thing you know, I have a group of four whales lunch feed on like up at my 11 o'clock. And then I'm like, behind me, sea lions are popping up. Then boom, lunch behind me. I had like three or four different groups of humpbacks lunch feeding in this little tight area. And then I'm like calling people on the radio. I'm like, oh my God, no one's ever going to see this. What's, like no one's out here. I'm alone. <laughs> and so I ended up, I ended up, um, ended up one boat coming out. And literally, like I swear before I get the tents out, every whale broke up and went opposite directions. <laughs> like, like it went from like 20 whales to literally like, well, it, they all just went opposite directions. And I ended up following like six or seven of them to you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, Kel, that's where I met up with you. And you had like three or four whales with you guys. And that's kind of the start of our humpback madness, I feel like. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they've been moving around moving around a lot every day as well. Um we've also had a lot of Rissos dolphins. Like almost every day we've had at least a small group of Rissos dolphins, which I think is pretty incredible that we've had such consistent dolphin sightings. I think we saw Casper like three or four times since the last time we recorded. Yeah. And then that night, I forgot, I totally forgot about the night that you, Kate and I, um, Mm -hmm. went out and had like, I don't even know, let's just say 35,000 humpbacks. (laughs) (laughs) No, there were seriously like unlimited humpback whales about 15 miles out, like everywhere, spread out everywhere. Groups of three, two, five, one, like just all over the place. And then on our way in, dude, that was a crazy night. On our way in, (laughs) we found, um, a pot of Rizzo's white sides and Northern rival dolphins yep. all leaping their way out towards the like setting sun. Yep. And then behind us, we ran in, we had like, they were getting trailed by humpbacks and sea lions that were feeding. Cause we did yep. end up getting a close lunge by those massive, massive humpback whales. Yeah. Those are big whales. Yeah. A lot of big whales around a lot of um like names that we recognize are showing up. Finally. Yeah. Some of our normal like summer whales are finally here. I think like everything's kind of shifted. So like our normal whales that we've had have been up off the Farallons and Half Moon Bay. And then we're seeing the whales that like normally must be really far offshore or down in Big Sur or something. And then like Morro Bay is having like the Santa Barbara whales. And then Santa Barbara's like touch and go getting the SoCal whales. I don't know. It's been a weird summer. They finally just had some uh, whales that they recognize too. Yeah. I mean, even just um, day day to day, like I think one day we had Gato Baracho on the south side of the canyon. And then the next day it was like 12 miles from where we had previously seen it up in Soquel. Yeah, that happened to me too. Yeah. I mean, we've had a couple like that where they've moved. You can tell they've moved several miles overnight or between days or whatever. And so it, I don't know. It just makes me feel like the bait is moving around a lot too. Well, the so then after that night, you and I went out and had all that crazy night with all the with Kate and all the whales. The next day, I went out there and literally was like, I was like, wow, there's like no whales. I didn't go to 05 though. I got to 03 and I was like, this is pretty far. Yeah. But I ended up at the tip of Soquel, and that's where I had probably 15 whales, and they were in 280 feet of water, and it was like super brown, and they were just. Like they were definitely feeding, but it was like those little whales in front of the harbor. They would come up there, then there, then there. And it yeah. was like super sporadic, no consistency. And like they were not staying in one like tight group at all. I mean, I, f- I feel like that's been true of all the feeding groups we've had this summer. It's like they just move around so quickly. You can't just like settle in and sit with them for a long while because it's all moving around too much. I will say as much as we've had some regulars, we've had a lot of cool, unique newer whales too and yep. like the last uh, like a batch of photos i did i had two or three whales from um like el salvador or like nicaragua like way down yep. which is i don't have very many down there so yeah. that's pretty cool we've had because kate has the matcher on her phone so we can run it on the boat we've had two different whales that have been seen in alaska mm. that have been hanging around for like 10 days and then we had a whale today that's also been seen in panama Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So some definitely not our normal staple of whales. I've had two or three that haven't even shown up as a match yeah. either. Uh this yeah. one 
one will i really like to know but obviously if it's not on there it's not on there yeah um, yeah and um we had another new mom and calf ratchet and calf yeah so we're like over 20 mom calf pairs that have come through monterey bay for the season just oh, pretty really? incredible i would have said like six no it's over 20 she's how much i pay attention <laughs> <laughs> well you know what though i i'm if you're not IDing them and putting it writing them down it's like there's a lot that are coming in and out yeah i mean just off the top of my head like our regular moms this season were clubs uh well, clubs is her first see. clubs is her this is her first calf but she's a regular monterey whale bottlenose angel wing fran uh wait angel wing has another calf angel wing has a calf this oh, year oh yeah 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 ghost chili pepper. ghost pepper he <laughs> is a monster yeah for a nine-month-old whale he looks like he's already five years old and that whale went off last night yeah a- andrew called me he's like uh you're an idiot cider you because i told him i was coming on the five o'clock and i didn't show up and he was yeah. like you're missing on our, out right now. On our afternoon trip on the 130, he was going bananas. I even yeah. like just set the mic down and went down in the bathroom and shot photos. Yeah. Oh man. So but that whale's huge. I mean, Kate and I were joking about that today. We we're like, man, if we didn't see him at the beginning of the season, we would never have believed that it was a calf. Yeah, just like a juvenile feeding with yeah. Because it's around. a huge whale. Um, who else? Jolly Rogers mom this year uh ratchet's one of our normal monterey whales she's a mom this year uh trying to think who else but yeah that's like that's like seven off the top of my head that are just our normal monterey whales plus there's been a whole bunch of others yeah and there's some out like that was out offshore that we just didn't even get ids on too um yeah it's been it's our i hope it stays out i don't mind no lunch feeding i mean i always want it but there's a lot of whales to go see which is really cool yeah yeah and i do feel like they must move in like cohorts or something because like this morning in front of the harbor there was like eight juvenile humpbacks Mm. all kind of like running around at 1.7 of them got all together for one surfacing and then they broke off in little groups but some of those whales have been between those like three buoys that are maybe four and a half miles from Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Between those buoys and the mile marker buoy in front of Moss Landing, they've been in that zone for several days. And like, they all kind of showed up at the same time because two of them are the Alaska whales. Yeah. The one with the, you know, the one that's white with like the spidery cracks on it. You know what I'm talking Um, about? Maybe. Um, But yeah, I know, I know you're talking about a couple of them were at like 47 and 51. Yeah. So, and they like some of the whales that were there this morning, we had seen further out yesterday afternoon and they came in overnight. But I mean, it seems to be like, remember earlier in the season, we're like, oh, we have all these like little teenager whales. They're like tiny little humpbacks and they're all just moving around, you know, not really organized, don't really know what they're doing with the sea lions. And then, then we had a bunch of big whales show up within the last couple of weeks, but it seems like they move in groups. Oh man, I was just thinking, I was thinking back to that day, which I think we already talked about that signing where that mom just came in and lunched like one time, like just, it was, uh, whose mom, I don't even know who the mom was, but that she just came in, did one yeah. big massive lunch. Yeah. Kept going. Yeah. Oh, love it. <laughs> big whales are awesome. Yeah. 
We've seen uh, Lefty a few times. Yeah. That's been fun. At one point, so Lefty doesn't have his left pectoral fin. Well, he has like a, like just part of the humerus left. It's like a little stump, basically. And one point, at one point, he rolled over by the boat and you could see just a little bit of his flipper. It was pretty <laughs> funny. He's we've a goofy a, whale. Yeah. We've had a couple, well, I guess we could transition into this. Uh, we've had a couple negative sightings last couple of days. Or last couple of weeks too. Yeah. Um, Danny found a super entangled humpback. Oh yeah. Off, well, actually, it wasn't Danny. It was like a um a kayaker a, or something, no, wasn't a, it? A fishing boat or something, or a scuba boat, scuba boat maybe. They oh, found okay. it off Point Pinos, and then they tracked it and stuff. Got drone video of it and all that, and it was like not. Did you see the video? Mm-hmm. It's like not only was it entangled, it looked like it was bent in half. Like yeah, the spine like, was definitely like, really damaged. Yeah, like right at the peduncle or like right behind the dorsal fin. It was like a big yeah. huge, like uh, you know had a big turn in the spine like yeah almost like scoliosis but it looked like it'd been hit by a ship like and, that uh, was an injury i know the disentanglement team was called on it but they ended up losing it it went ran into the beach honestly i've seen whales that are way less worse than that get disentangled and still not make not it so make I, it. I have a feel like that whale was just not going to make it like there's just yeah no way. i mean people might disagree with me for saying this but it's a euthanizer I think it's a whale that would have only been worth it to go make a response if you were euthanizing it because you could spend all that time and all that money disentangling it and it's definitely still going to die. So if you have the ability to use your resources to just put that whale out of its misery, I think that makes more sense financially, emotionally, morally. Like, why waste the money on disentangling it when it's clearly on death's door? Yeah. It, that I, sounds mean, but, like, honestly. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I've... We should disentangle... Like, you can kind of tell. I mean, we've... That one whale broke free down in SoCal, like, six years ago now, Scarlet. Yeah. And it's like, it had fully covered in, re- like, lice. It disentangled itself, and then it just... Like all of its lice went away and then it still died. It's like, what? Yeah. Thought you were better now. And then it's like still died. I think that we don't know how long it could have been entangled. It could have been doing it for two, three months. That's why it got, it could have got hit by a boat or something because it couldn't move. Who knows? Yeah. And then on top of that, like it's already like probably destroyed its insides just by being so stressed out and all that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, that even if it got free, it just didn't. And then, so then um, two days ago or no, like, four days ago maybe now there was this whale that was breaching um and i guess it had like a piece of line on its chin i never saw the photos but i guess it just had a piece of line on its chin but nowhere else they saw it breach fully and then i got to it and it was tail throwing but no line was on it um are you talking about the one with the gill net yeah oh was it gill net that's yeah, what they, i heard it was but they said it was just like a little strip down on the head. chin on the yeah. no, under like on the underside you could only see it if it breached hmm Maybe it was so, like in its mouth or something, or it was like stuck. Just I think on it was the... just stuck on a barnacle. Yeah. But it was because it wasn't, it was tail throwing and stuff. No, it wasn't showing up anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but I know Danny flew his drone and didn't see anything. So I really think it was just stuck on his chin. And hopefully it just, I don't know, does a chin slap and breaks it off or something. Yeah. But it okay. didn't, I guess they said it, did, it wasn't like long enough to reach like a peck fin or something. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, interesting when, we have whales 
here that have gillnet on them because like there's no gillnet fishery for like hundreds of miles so either that's like a derelict piece of gear or it picked it up somewhere else yeah like mexico central america i don't know what the gillnet policies are in oregon and washington you know these whales also swim hundreds of miles offshore and once you get outside the exclusive economic zone like you can't really enforce a whole lot of things out in the open ocean derelict gear moves around you know on the currents so it's just but it's interesting when you see a whale that's in an area where gillnets are not used for hundreds of miles show up with one i mean just proves one the whales move around a lot and two the gear moves yeah so there was did you see that um video of um the humpback whale in australia that that in the shark net yes yeah in the shark net yes that's pretty intense I mean, I'm not Australian. I'm not up to date on all sides of the story, but from an outsider's perspective, that looks like the stupidest animal management program I've ever seen. You're putting so many other animals at risk just to hopefully prevent sharks from being near swimmers in the ocean. Like, what about all the fish and turtles and whales and birds? Like, what is it really worth it? That's such a weird priority. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah sounds, sounds funny but it's like you want I mean, to surf under- where sharks swim it's kind of your fault i guess yeah right? i mean like i understand people want to use the water and want to do so safely and there's a lot of fear about sharks and stuff but it's like dude you're like that's a that's their home like we are the foreign invaders in the water like that's a calculated risk you have to make if you're gonna go in the ocean it's like we had two shark attacks here in the last couple months. And it's like, all right, yeah. let's just put a net across the bay, you know? Yeah. Or like in Maui, <laughs> it's like, you know, if you surf on the North shore, especially if the water's murky, people know that you could be bit by a shark. Like same thing on the South well, shore during certain parts of the year or on the West side during certain parts of the year, like the locals will say, Oh, it's really sharky over here this time of year. Like you may not want to surf there. Yeah. Like that net what? is just so dumb. I uh need they need a wet you know how they have the wetsuits that have like the shark repel in it yeah the like vibration stuff and the weird material and all that yeah I think they need those for sunfish for both. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying anything year, but sunfish year, uh, it's been bad they are so scary on the trip Kayla and I and Kate went out we're driving in at like dark and and it's like moonlight is hitting the water and literally. Like a four or five foot sunfish just goes down the side of my boat. And it's just like, you're like two feet away from we killing We almost me. just died. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, it's realistically not going to kill us, but it's going to kill my engine, which didn't kill me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's just, yeah. like, it's just like, I don't know. I swear to you, it was not this bad last year, or I just was way luckier last year and didn't yeah. see him that much because I don't know. There's been a lot of really big ones in front of Moss Landing the first few miles out from the harbor. I'm not even I haven't even had like a crazy sea nettle day or moon jet. Like they're around. There's been a lot around a everywhere. Few. Yeah. Yeah. But like last summer, there was a day where it was just like millions of moon jellies or millions of nettles and like mm-hmm. thick on the surface too. And so it's like and this year, though, we've had a lot more egg yolk jellies. This is the yeah. most egg yolk jellies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Before that, before this year, you would see like one or two a summer, I felt like. And this yeah. summer, I feel like I've seen one or two a trip. I've seen like dozens every trip. It's interesting. Yeah. 
So well, I'm so low to the water. I'm yeah, you can't by. see him like we can. <laughs> um, it's interesting this year because the water color, which species of jellyfish, the and the bait and the whales all seem to be moving a lot. And the fact that the different types of jellies are in front of moss every day. Yeah. It makes me think the water masses are still moving a lot because some days it's like beautiful, clear blue water. And there's like a bunch of egg yolk jellies and maybe a few moon jellies. And then there's other days where it's like dark green in front of the harbor. There's a bunch of sea nettles. And then the next day it's like kind of blue, but then there's like crap loads of moon jellies. And so I'm like, is this the water just pushing up out of the canyon like crazy you know fast every day? That- Moon jellies seem to be in clearer water more, huh? I mean, I maybe we see them better because it's in clear uh, water. True, true, I don't true. know. I don't know. But yeah, it's like the water masses seem to move around so much. And maybe it's because I've never worked a season out of moss landing before. Maybe that's how it always is. But Kate and I both were talking about it, and it seems to be like a little nah, different this it's year. It's different this year. Last year, we had like tuna and stuff show up, and it was like blue water for a we long had, time. We had a little bit of bonita like Today? 10 days ago oh. and for like two days. And then that was it. That's all I ever saw. I'm ready to go offshore. Yeah. Um, th- like th- when that all happened and it got like, we had tuna and bonita and all that stuff last summer. We also had really, really good lunch feeding. And also that week we had fat fin around for a couple days in a row. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll see mid September. We still got a lot of time to go. Hopefully. Um, not really a lot of fin whales or blue whales, a few blue whales off and on, but not real consistent. Didn't we see think blue whales this... two days ago? Yesterday. Last night. Uh, we didn't. Uh, or I had maybe. a dream, maybe. <laughs> oh, I've been I hearing have... them on the hydrophone almost every night, but not seeing them. I think uh, Discovery had them yesterday, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think a couple boats have seen them and quite a few sightings of Baird's beaked whales off and on all summer, too. But, you know um yeah so yeah our last like piece of whale news i guess we'll cover is not so fun so we're not ending on a high note sorry uh we had cried about it (laughs) me too we had the last sighting ever of fran this summer so uh she was last seen i think in early august in monterey and then washed ashore at Manhattan Beach by the Ritz-Carlton in Half Moon Bay on August 28th. And so she finally like came far enough to shore by that Sunday night, that Monday morning, they did a necropsy. And when they opened her up, they discovered that she was a victim of a ship strike and she was hit so hard by a boat that her spine was dislocated from her skull so she um, washed ashore they were able to do a full necropsy get lots of samples because she was very fresh but that's the last sighting we will ever have of one of the best documented humpback whales in california my last sighting of her was july 27th yeah um because of you guys you guys actually passed her to me and it was like off and on foggy. We saw her for a few looks and they were like actually kind of leaving the bay. They were leaving. They were above SoCal. Mm-hmm. I just really hope that because the calf's probably like nine, 10 months old. Right. Yeah. So I, I just hope that the calf has already been 
up there lunch feeding like a boss and is, you know, maybe inverse will be like, yo, I know your mom. And then <laughs> take it, take it. That'd be so cool. <laughs> you see? That would be cool. How, oh my God. I swear to you, if I ever see inverse in that calf together, that would be super cool. Yeah. Or Lim. She hung out yeah. with Lim a lot too. That was one of her buddies. Yeah. Just the last few, last every last two years I've seen, um, Fran, she, or last, all last summer when I saw Fran, she was with Inverse, like, every mm-hmm. single time. It's got to be the dad, dude. <laughs> dude, what if our, like, I wonder if our competitive groups really get as big as, like, the Hawaii population. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you get, like, 20, or you get, like, up to 20 of them or something or yeah. more? I wonder if that could happen in Mexico. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Why? Why do I feel like? There's more whales in Hawaii in the winter, for sure. There's just more whales. The bigger population, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what and I'm it's, saying. Like, it's like a more confined area, right? When you think about all the different places they go to Mexico, like they could be off Cabo. They could be in yeah, Banderas Bay. They could, you know, like there's so many little spots they could be. Whereas in Hawaii, it's like if they're not between the four island region of Maui County, they're like not that far away off Oahu or Kauai or the big island so were you around when did you meet fran like when was your first encounter do you remember i think probably in 2014 i remember Uh so when she um she's a whale that really likes like to be off of marina and off of uh moss landing sometimes she'd be up in soquel but when i worked out of monterey we never went up there um for a while she was nicknamed marina because she was seen there so much. And I remember like we would go to Moss Landing almost every day the first couple seasons I worked because the whales were gathering right there in the canyon. And I would always see this whale with like lots of big white patches on the tail and her tail's very round. And I was like, that dang Moss Landing whale is here like every day. And then finally I realized it was Fran. I think she got named, let me pull up her um info i think she got named in like 2016 or something oh really so um i came up in the it was either the spring that i moved here i was working for um a whale watch in monterey and i remember them i remember we were going off of like del monte like you know the what's that embassy suites like or yeah. no, t- the the top monterey tides hotel yes that yeah. place and they were lunch feeding over there yeah. And I just remember um like Elisa or someone saying like this is Fran. And like I had no idea. I was like barely yeah. getting into whales IDs at the time. Yeah. But I remember it was like the first whale like name that I heard in Monterey. I don't even mm-hmm. still might even be the only whale I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like that was like the first um name that I like heard of a whale in Monterey. I had yeah. known only like three humpbacks in Newport and two of them <laughs> died. So <laughs> <laughs> um okay maybe like four but yeah two of them still did die yeah then i remember seeing her throughout the summer and i like one of my well i have two crazy memories and two one of them's with you but Mm -hmm. before that we were off of marina i swear we were almost off of in my head i i picture the power plant in this in this like memory but the star of monterey it was like us the uh, fran and then the star of Monterey and we were, and then the beach was behind the star of Monterey and we were all, we were paralleling the beach heading towards Moss. 
and she was just doing these massive tail throws. And I'm I don't know where the photo is. I'd have to find it, but I have a tail throw with her in that boat. I know Eric has it on his Instagram somewhere, but big huge tail throw. Um and she was just wild. And I just remember being like, that's Fran. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, she our memory. She <laughs> I mean, this kind of ties into how this story starts, but she if she wasn't feeding I just remember her sleeping like I never really had that many active encounters with her over the years I know a lot of people have but I just remember that she was so tolerant about sleeping next to the boat like one time we were like outside the the ledge somewhere like in the flat shallow water about halfway between Monterey and Moss Landing and she just took a nap next to the boat I think we might've even shut the boat off and we like were drifting in the wind yeah. and she wasn't. And so all of a sudden it was like so close. She could almost like touch the boat with her flipper and she just kept sleeping. And I was like, dang, this whale just like has no care in the world. <laughs> Both of my active encounters, afternoon trips. That one was the morning trip. The earthquake? Yep. No, it was late like in afternoon. the day. Late in the day. It was yeah. an all day trip. No, no, it was a regular whale watch. No, it was an afternoon trip because we were all up top. There's no way that was a morning trip. No, it was, it was in October. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And the light, so, I, the light, I picture the light being like glary already. Yeah, it was in October. And Kate called me that morning and was like, hey, I need a naturalist for the day. Yeah, Can you I come remember. up and work? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like headed up towards that way anyway to get, I think my truck worked on or something. Hey, and I was, was like, that already like four years ago? It was 2019, so three yeah. years ago. Yeah. So then I went up there and worked the trip. We saw killer whales, and then we saw humpback whales, and then we found Fran and another whale. They're laying next to each other sleeping, and I was on the microphone going, this is Fran. I don't know who her friend is, but Fran's a really good napper. And like as soon as I said that sentence, like that whale in the distance breached, and then yeah. Fran and her friend took a quick they, dive and we yeah, were like, they fluked up and then flew out of the water and then both double breached next to the boat. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> then the whales, all, all the whales around us breached yeah. repeatedly. And then Mike on the sanctuary was like, Hey, my oh. whales just started breaching. And we we're like, that's weird. All the whales around us that we can see are breaching. And then Bill gets on the radio on the Atlantis or whatever boat he was on. And he said, I just got an alert on my phone. There's an earthquake. Yeah, we all got the alert on our phones. I mean, I, I didn't. Oh, uh, I did. I remember the, like, you know, the, not, and like the alert, you know what I mean? It pops up. It's like, there's an earthquake in the area. Oh, mine doesn't, my phone doesn't do that, but I think yeah, my phone it, also just has, has it out for me. It never warns me about tsunamis or anything. Anyways. <laughs> You're always in danger. <laughs> I'm always in danger. It doesn't care. Uh, So yeah, so they just kept breaching, 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 and I think that one of the coolest things was we looked up that other whale's information because she and that other whale were out of the water at the same time. And she was twice or she was half that whale's age and she was twice the size of it. So that whale was like 28 and she was like 14 at the time. And she was like that. way bigger than that other whale. Yeah. And so did you, did you know Fran's mom? No, she, um, 
So Fran was born in 2005. Her mom's name is Big Finn. She's also goes by River. There's almost 100 confirmed sightings of her going back as far as 1988. And I think Fran is her only documented calf. So I don't know what kind of like gaps in time there were between her sightings, but it sounds like she's seen uh, Monterey, Gulf of Farallons, and Port St. Louis. And in 2015, which this was a horrible, horrible season for entanglements. Um, in 2015, she was seen entangled that winter when whales stayed over that winter. And she was uh, never seen again after she was reported entangled. So um, it's been, what, seven years since that happened. So right. they suspect she's dead. Um big fins like people that have like contributed like not very many um, mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of like like jody frediani daniel Bianchetta, peggy kate cummings yeah um, cascadia yeah Ferd. yeah yeah uh, that's cool yeah oh yeah. yeah it's interesting so i was looking before we started recording i was looking at big fin and fran sightings in mexico because Fran's been seen by the Whales of Guerrero project, which we were gushing about during episode 122 with Katarina Audley, and then like a week later she died. Uh, so horrible. Um, so she's not been seen down in Guerrero only. She also Fran has been seen in Cabo San Lucas, Banderas Bay, and Mazatlan. And the two sightings of Big Finn are also in Banderas Bay. So I don't know what that means for like which DPS you put Fran in because she has been down to the South Mexico slash Central America breeding ground. But no, I don't think anyone had a sighting of her this past winter when she had the calf to know like where that calf was born. So like which breeding group was Fran a part of? I She's a part of the Don't Monterey know. with Inverse, okay? <laughs> Inverse is the dad. So, yeah, pretty interesting. But yeah, it's it's a big loss to lose any female in your population, right? But she was a whale that we were starting to notice had preferred whales she would associate with. Her calf was going to be a third generation whale for our area. She was such a large whale it was going to be interesting to see just like how much bigger she got how long she lived how many calves she produced over her life did which was she always going to come back to monterey with a calf every single time like we don't get to know those things now yeah pretty sad yeah and her calf no one has seen it since Fran washed ashore dead. That doesn't mean it's gone because it's been up off Half Moon Bay where there's not a lot of sighting coverage. But unless we, it, yeah, I, it, it could still be like, unless it got hit at the same time, which could be a possibility. Too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know like where was the calf in proximity to her. We have, we have no idea. But I mean, both Fran and her mom died from human caused things. Oh, Preven- really? preventable things yeah our mom died from entanglement she died from yeah. chip strike like those are our fault oh. yeah so pretty sad 
I'm sorry we're ending this episode on such a bummer, but no, I'm gonna find that calf again. I, I got I really hope that I have a photo of the calf because I'm gonna be pretty bummed if I don't. Yeah. I only saw them a handful of times and I feel like they were I wanna say that the calf was not fluking or something. And it didn't show its fluke very often. The first few times we got it was when it was like playing around and it was like throwing its tail around and stuff. You have it? Yeah. It's also in Happy Whale. You know, I'm looking at it in Happy Whale, but I was just saying, do you have it? Yes, I do have it. <sighs> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so when we post this episode on Facebook, I'll put the links in the comments for all three of these whales IDs. So if you want to follow the calf and get an email when it gets recited, you can um, cool. if someone sees it. I was also thinking about just happy whale in general, like how many whales do they have? Like the last photo is a confirmed dead photo. Probably not many. True. Yeah. Scarlet, Wally. Or yeah. Wally yeah. Wally. Like are those in happy whale? Like Fran's last sighting, there's sand in the background of her fluke. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Scarlet, Newport Beach. That's literally a photo of it entangled. Yeah. Um, last sighting. It's from a drone photo. Uh, four twenty, two thousand seventeen. Four twenty. Wait. Oh man, this whale was seen off Oregon. Okay, let me see something here. How do I see the last encounter? Well, it Can should when it first line? pulls up the profile. It says first, and then it says last. Yeah, but I can't click it though. No, but you can see in the snapshot of Franz, like there's definitely sand in the background. Oh, maybe uh, the one that died on 4th of July was uh, washed up on the beach on 4th of July was uh, Wally or Wilma Scarlet. Yeah, it's a dead photo. Yeah. It's, it's so a there's a few. Photo. There's a few, yeah. I guess. Um, we I did go up and see Fran on the beach, but it was after the necropsy. So she was like already in pieces. Um, and I picked a few flowers on the trail before I got to her and left them on her heart, which was the only organ that was still intact on her body. Um, her tongue was not on her carcass anymore. It was like sitting next to her, which was kind of interesting. I'd never seen a whale's tongue before. Um, oh. and then, oh. yeah, because she was so fresh, like. I was standing with uh, Brian and was like showing him like, this is how you tell it's a female. Like this is the hemispherical lobe. These are her mammary slits. Like could do like a little anatomy lesson. And, you know, we're looking at the layers of skin and the blubber. She definitely had really good blubber layer. I mean, there was no question. She was always a really good feeding whale. She always looked healthy. Her weight always looked really good. Um, but yeah, she was pretty decomposed because she'd been cut open, but you could see that the skull and the spine were like so not attached anymore so hopefully it was quick because I think her spinal cord just like was cut by that and they said there wasn't a ton of bruising so hopefully that means it went fast but yeah it was really sad Ugh. all right well we'll end on a high note I could end on a high note you could well, what I'll say is if you want to prevent things like this in the future, advocate for slower speed zones for ports approaching the coast. Think about where your seafood comes from. Support 
people coming up with safer gear, safer shipping lanes. Think about your consumption so that we don't have to keep having stories like this. I, I guess I'm glad that we know what happened to her. But I'm also yeah. really bummed that it was her. But can you imagine if we just didn't see her ever again and we never knew? Yeah, I'd be like, wow, Fran just never came back. Like, that would be even worse, I think. Well, for her. I mean, for us. Not I mean, for, for us, like, we'd be like, we would just never know what happened. Yeah. Um, Wally also has a photo on the beach. So that's at least three whales. Okay, so what's your high note? High note is I'm going to Tonga. Yay! Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I leave in like a few moments. A few moments. He's like, I'm leaving right now after this episode. In six <laughs> days, I'll be on a flight out of here. And then I got yeah. eight swim days in Tonga, and it's going to be sick. Nice. It'll be exciting. I might not ever come back. Except <laughs> for when the whales leave, I have to. <laughs> no, I'm going to come back, and then October is going to be the best October ever invented in Monterey Bay. I'm talking lunch feeding, sunrise, good middle day sunset boom 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 back to back <laughs> they're not even gonna stop feeding pretty much at all oh man i'm soaked you're going to tonga can't wait to hear about it yeah yeah so we'll, we'll all right talk about it but yeah we will definitely talk about it <laughs> thanks everyone for uh making it this far into the episode i think our secret whale of the week should be fran and yeah if you want to Thank follow you. along with us, you can. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a good day.